Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and I've got an awesome episode for you today. My guest is Lewis Preston. He's a missionary in Tokyo, Japan. He's from Canada, and he moved to Japan a few years ago with his wife and kids and working with the church there. And he emailed me back in February. He was really, really struggling, trying to figure out a way forward to provide for his family there in Japan. It was, uh, things were just not working. He tried everything. He tried affiliate marketing and all kinds of different ways to make money online. He found our community, found uh, me and reached out to me. We got on a call and I was telling him to find things that are his low hanging fruit, things that are to his advantage. So let me give you an example of what that might be. So whenever I'm talking to somebody, I help them think through or try to help them think through what is their low hanging fruit. This might be something that you have unique access to. Maybe you work a regular job that has physical products. Maybe you have a relationship with wholesale suppliers at your regular job, and you don't even realize what you have in front of you. Maybe you have a family member who uh, has a business and has wholesale relationships or they sell physical products. Start thinking about all the physical products that are around you that people make, people have access to. Um, it could be a region, a regional thing. Maybe you have access to certain products that are not in other parts of the country or the world even. So here in Texas, for example, we have certain barbecue sauces and salsas that aren't available back home in Indiana, where I'm originally from. And so it's in vice versa, there are products here in Texas. I've been here 13 years that I cannot find that are only in the Midwest. And so those are unique advantages that you have um, in those areas. And think about just all the relationships that you have. Think about regional stores. So I remember that conversation with Lewis back in um, February, and we were just chatting about all the things that were unique to his situation. Now, they were challenges to him, but he also had some very cool advantages. And so he has exploited those tremendously and went from struggling now to have having months that uh, he said consistently selling 20 to $25,000 in sales a month. And he's doing some really, really cool things, very unique things that you'll learn about in this podcast. But some things in particular that he mentioned that I think will really help you guys is that he mentioned the things that helped him turn the corner. Because I talked to a lot of sellers and there's just some that just don't, are seeing other people have success and are wondering, why is this not working for me? Or what am I not getting? What's that breakthrough that I need to have that I'm not seeing right now? And so Lewis talked about those three things that helped him turn the corner. And I think that's going to be very helpful to you. I know you're going to love this episode. Lewis also mentioned the Legends community. This has been very beneficial to him. And if you want to jump in, I have a dollar trial for 30 days. It's amzlegends.com forward slash dollar, amzlegends.com forward slash dollar. And you'll get a, a dollar trial for 30 days of our Legends community. It's so important to not do this business alone. Get in community. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy this episode with Lewis. Here it is. Lewis, welcome to Streams of Income, man. Thanks so much for being on with me. Ryan, so <laughs> glad to see you again. And thanks for having me on. I'm scared. I'm excited. Here we go. 
<laughs> no reason to be scared. We're just hanging out at uh, what do you, do you guys have coffee shops or what do you, what would the, if we're in Japan, what are we going to be doing if we're, Hey, let's go out for, is it coffee? Is it tea? Coffee, tea. I mean, they got all the same stuff here pretty okay. much. You're going to be at a coffee shop. You're going to be out though. You're okay. probably not going to be hanging out in each other's houses that much. I mean, everything is uh-huh. out here. So yeah. That's pretty much the only difference. Is it just a cultural thing or people just don't go into each other's homes? Is it kind of weird like to go into somebody else's house? Well, it would be weird if you didn't know each other well, I think. So you wouldn't be inviting people over so often. But it's also just we live in small places. So you kind of just do things out, you know? Okay. Makes sense. Going out to eat. You, You go out to eat a lot. All the time, all the yeah. time. So, <laughs> I mean, but it's a lot cheaper here, actually, and there's no tipping. It's really beautiful, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's not reason why we're we're not ta- talking about uh, Japan culture. Although I'm happy to chat about that because that's fascinating to me. But how? Why are you in Japan? You're Canadian, living in Japan, and then I want to get into your story of how you got started selling online from from Japan. And yeah, just tell us about who you are. Wow. Okay. So I don't know how much you want to. <laughs> you need to divulge into this. You but- can divulge anything that you anything you feel like is relevant that's interesting that helps you tell your story. <laughs> well, okay. So I am from originally Canada. Um, I'm also an American citizen by my mother, who's American. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, well, let me start here. I married my wife, who's Japanese, oh, oh man, like 11 years ago now, more than 11 years ago. Uh-huh. In Canada, we met each other. Before that, I had no real connection to anything Japanese. I had a friend growing up who uh-huh. he grew up in the States and then came to Canada. And, and we were like best friends for, for a number of years. And he was half Japanese. But uh, he wasn't as connected to his kind of Japanese side, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was about it. Like, that was about it. I didn't know anything about yeah. Japan. So uh, I married my wife and, you know, we would go sort of on vacations to Japan, you know, kind of regularly every couple or two or three years or whatever. Mm -hmm. We'd go visit her family in Japan or whatever. And, you know, uh, we really began to kind of see a need. We began to pray for Japan regularly together as a couple. After a significant dream my wife had had, we began to pray for Japan. So that kind of stirred up something. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought, well, you know, I felt something there. So I'm like, okay, let me look into this. Um, you know, we, we talk to missionaries and different things and Japan is very expensive. They're like, you know, yeah. the, the traditional missionary route. Um, I think they wanted us to raise over a hundred thousand dollars in support per year. Oh my and I'm like, my goodness, I could support like, I don't know, a village somewhere for this. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe not, maybe not. So we, we just didn't feel God was really wow. like in that, at that, at that exact time, yeah. you know? So we're just like, okay, we'll just put that on the back burner, which is completely what I did. Um, so I was doing a small business with my dad. My dad mm-hmm. owned a small business, service business in uh, Calgary, Alberta, where I'm from. And it was, uh, it just kind of blew me away. You know, when I was 20 years old, uh, I had a, just a radical life change. Uh, I met Jesus uh, outdoors, not, mm-hmm. not in a church, not anywhere. I just had this radical encounter with Jesus, completely changed. Wow. Um, you know, I kind of fell off the grid. Some people mm-hmm. probably thought I lost my mind. Um, and so, but anyways, I was, uh, I wasn't sure what to do after that. Prior yeah. to that, I was kind of working at this restaurant bar and just, just drinking a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? And, um, you know, I ended up working with my dad. He uh-huh. started this kind of small business service company. Mm-hmm. And once it started, got off and running, you know, I was his first hire. So it was awesome. 
Um, I got in this business and I did that for over 10 years and wow. Ryan, it completely changed my outlook, um, on just kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. what that looks like yeah. and, and completely ruined me probably for having a regular job for possibly <laughs> the rest of my life. I'm not sure. Right? Because I mean, you know, if my schedule is kind of clear that day, I say, I'm, you know, of course you record your vacation. It'd be like, I'm going to take a vacation day today. Our schedule is kind of light. I'll move a few things. I'm taking my kids to the zoo. Yeah. So, you know, by the time I left Canada, I have three kids now. Um, it kind of just opened the door of kind of possibilities of, of what you can actually do with a small business, what it can do mm. for family. Um, yeah. well, per, to be honest, what it did for me, uh, yeah. watching my dad, how, you know, my parents had kind of separated and just watching how, you know, him taking hold of that business, how it really changed him as a person. Yeah. It built his confidence. And, uh-huh. you know, I remember after meeting Jesus and having some, you know, one of the big mentors in my life, you know, he'd come to me and be like, Louis, I got a word for him. I'm like, yeah, all right. It's going to be good. God's going to use me to change the world. It's going to be, I'll give it to me. Give it to me. I know you got something good for me. And he's like, you know, I feel like, you know, God's going to repair your relationship with your dad. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. What do you got? What do you come up? I think you missed that one. You know, I was kind of like, right. no, no, really, really? My dad. Okay. I was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're okay. I'm okay with relationship with my dad, but honestly, Ryan, business with family, you know, most people have, if you haven't experienced it, you've heard stories. It can yeah. either go really good or really bad. Yeah. In my case, it went really good. That's awesome. It was probably, yeah, over 10 years of me working with my dad. I can't ever remember us having like an argument, uh, any, any kind of big issue. Yeah. Um, it was just an amazing time of, you know, where I didn't, wasn't always with my dad because he mm-hmm. had, you know, like partial custody when I was growing up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see him, you know, all the time, especially yeah. when in my teenage years, all of a sudden we're doing business together as a family for wow. like 10 years. And it was awesome. We just really, really, you know, now he's like one of my best friends. I just call him just to talk. Um, so that's something cool. that really God did and God used business for. And it really yeah. opened up a lot of my schedule where, I was able to do a lot of ministry during that time too. A lot of evangelism mm-hmm. outreaches. Yeah. Um, kind of pursue my calling that way. Okay. Um, in, in sort of like more of a part-time, you know what I mean? More of a, just mm-hmm. a holistic kind of just a lifestyle way. Right. You know, as yeah. opposed to like a full-time vocation, I could say. Right. So. Yeah. It was just part of, it was, it was just something that you did and you had the time because you had that business and it was flexible. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, doing that was, it was awesome. It was an awesome 10 years. It was awesome business. The business was really good. Um, but you know, what was it maybe 2018, I suppose. Um, was it the summer of 2018? You know, we always lean on our wives for exact time. Right. Exactly. Kind of yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is when I would be like, honey, what, what was it? But so <laughs> it was around that time. My wife's like, you know, I really feel like I need to go visit my family. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, sure. Let's, you know, over the summer, I like, I didn't want to, because I was really kind of tied into the business then. Uh-huh. Like some things were happening in the local economy, uh-huh. all of a sudden, like another similar business had, had kind of risen up and I'm like, okay, so how do we, you know, how do we manage this? So I was just like, kind of really focused on that. Mm-hmm. And I had started actually, I felt like God was going to bring a change in our family. wasn't sure what it was yet. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I felt that there was, we were going to turn a corner soon that something was going to yeah. change. So I said, okay. Um, I was preparing for that and I had been wanting for a long time to move to the United States and start a similar kind of business to what I was doing with my dad. 
Uh, of course, the logical step would just my dad going into retirement. So just to kind of take over the business from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as my wife and I really, really prayed and prayed and thought and um, something our pastor back home is he, he kind of told the entire congregation, he spent like two or three weeks on make a mission statement for your life. Mm. Right. You know, and really sit down and think about your purpose. So it really forced me to kind of sit down, write things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living in, in, in too big a house, too expensive of a house in the suburbs. I didn't even like mm-hmm. it. I just thought that's what I had to do. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of going through these motions and, and I felt very uncomfortable around because I'm like, it doesn't feel like me. I don't necessarily agree with this. I don't necessarily like this. I don't even like coming home because every time I see my house, I just see a giant mortgage. Yeah. Um, I'm visualizing in my mind every time I'm driving into my driveway, how many times I'm paying the bank for this house. I just wasn't comfortable. I was just, I was, I was uh, something about it. Wasn't sitting right. I felt like mm-hmm. I was just doing things because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, so as I wrote down my purpose and started to really meditate and think about it and, and really mm-hmm. go back to some, I gave myself some markers. So, and this, I think would be valuable for anybody. Yeah. What are your favorite books? What, what books have moved you in your life? Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite people to listen to? If mm-hmm. you do read the Bible, who do you relate to the most in the Bible? Yeah. Right. And, and those things will kind of help kind of like give you a bit of a compass, a bit of a direction to possibly what some next steps are going to be for you or how aligned you are with what you should be doing and where you should be. And at least help give you some understanding of, of who you are. That's good. And, and kind of what drives you and in, in finding, like you say, your grace place. Yes. So I felt a little bit like more and more I was coming out of my grace place, you know, yeah. and striving a lot. And that can tell you, you know, it can be an indication of a couple of things, but for us, it wasn't coming change. Yeah. So my wife and I really set ourselves to, to really pray and, and, and to go through this process of finding out what we really wanted and who we felt we were. And uh, in that process, I was like, I, I think I'm just sort of mimicking people around me and, and doing what, mm-hmm. you know, supposed to be, you're going to do. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't comfortable with that. And so I said, okay, I think well, first step is we really didn't have peace about taking the business over from my dad. Yeah. Um, so that was huge. So, you know, after giving myself completely to that business and, and mm-hmm. really, you know, thinking that was going to be my career and now saying, that's just not where God's leading me. Yeah. And I said, wow. And so having to leave that, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life mm-hmm. because, you know, that, that was my income. I don't have, you know, um, some kind of skilled degree to fall back on or, or something like that. Right. So that right. was really tough. That was really, really tough. Yeah. And with kids in the family. Um, and during that same process, I started researching, living small, changing lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. And I wasn't really sure why, but I knew I, I wanted to take a different financial path too, yeah. um, as opposed to the sort of, you know, the big suburban dream. So I started looking to different ways and this um, was before you even knew you were moving to Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing is I thought we were going to move to America. So I thought I'm going to start the same kind of business in the United States. We kind of American cities, uh, you know, they're more spread out. There's more population surrounding them. Canada's hilarious. You look at Alberta on a map, you've got Calgary. Uh And then if you go like, I don't know, 300 kilometers North, you've got Edmonton, the next Uh really big city in between that is a moderately sized city. Okay. But we had had a lot of, we, we built up a lot of clients in our area. So I felt like, okay, like, I, I, you know, just by sheer math, if I do the same thing, even if there's competition mm-hmm. in, in somewhere kind of on the Eastern area of the United States where all the population mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. 
it's, you know, there's a lot more opportunity and that was just my logical mind thinking. Yeah, and so, yeah. but even my wife, you know, I was back to my wife who felt to visit her family. I said, okay, go ahead, take the kids. I'm really busy. I'm researching, moving to the States, starting business there. I'm like, I don't have time. Uh, but I didn't sit well with me. So I ended up saying, uh-huh. okay, okay, I'm going to come. And so uh-huh. I, I booked my flight as well. Uh-huh. I, you know, we both went to Japan. We went to the church there um, in Tokyo and uh-huh. we met uh, one of the pastors who'd been there for, he's been a missionary there for like 50 years. Uh, he's mm-hmm. Japanese heritage, but grew mm-hmm. up in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And he says, we have, we're starting this like an English church. So it'll be kind of like a mix. There'll be, it basically it's Japanese with English subtitles or yeah. vice versa, depending. And he said, we're starting this service at our church. You know, I'd love for you to join us. So something just rang true to me that this, mm-hmm. and you know, we came back to Canada. I remember one Sunday at our church, my wife and I are doing communion and it just hit me. Just the same place. I know I'm saved. Same place. I just know that I know I was like, we have to go to Japan. And I looked mm-hmm. at my wife and she looked at me and I'm like, we have to go to Japan. She's like, we have to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And that was it. It was settled. We sold everything, sold our house, sold all of our wow. stuff. And we moved to Japan, no job, no nothing. Um, and mm-hmm. it, you know, so we came here and, um, my wife started to work and <laughs> you know, get here, Ryan, you're like a, you're like a big baby, right? You, you yeah. can't, you can't speak the language. You're, yeah. you're basically illiterate. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty wild, you know? And then I got my kids and, you know, it's, it's hard to even get an apartment because you don't have a job. They're like, why should I give you an apartment? So we literally had to pay a full year of our apartment ahead of time. Oh, gosh. You know, just to get it, just to get an apartment in Tokyo is nuts. So, wow. you know, so, you know, and I looked into, okay, so what am I going to do? Maybe I should start like an English school or something like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked into the industry here. It, it wasn't so attractive to me. Um, mm-hmm. I still do teach English part-time and I think it's absolutely, it's amazing to get to know Japanese people. Uh, it's an amazing way to kind of understand them and their life and have them mm-hmm. open up to you and build relationships. And God has used that um, as opportunities to, to share with them as well over time. Yeah. So I think it's an absolutely great, great opportunity, honestly, for anybody um, who would like to come to Japan and, and just use it as a platform is great. But if yeah. you have a family, uh, if you're in my stage of life, it's probably not going to work really well for you. You're going to work a lot of evenings. I'm not going to mm-hmm. see my family. The pay is really low. So I said, this isn't going to work. So I still do it part time. And the other time I did what anybody would do is I got on the internet and I tried to find ways to make money at home because I can't yeah. just show up and, you know, please give me a job. Do you speak our language? No. Yeah. Could you even, <laughs> um, if you, could you even get a job at that point? Like because of your, your, is the status of your like visas and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was actually super easy. It was amazing. Okay. Like I basically got here and within 10 days, they gave me like a full work visa, spousal okay. visa. So you could like, have gotten a job if you fine. wanted to. Okay. Cause I know. Well, my, yeah, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I did get a job teaching English, yeah. but it, you know, first, but to be honest, I was, I've been really busy with our kind of family business back home, be really stressful. So the first few months I didn't do much. I just yeah. acclimatized, you know, um, mm-hmm. just got used to, to be in here like full-time, not on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. Once I started looking for work, I found some actually really good, like teaching contracting gigs, you know, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then boom, you know, the, the whole COVID situation hits. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, let me tell you, here, here's a big, here's a big testimony out of that. This is unbelievable. I would, I was in the service industry in Canada, our small mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I had just taken that, taken a business loan for that, you know, 
Um, my giant mortgage. I, I mean, yes. I don't even want to think about the situation I would be in right now. Right. You know, Yeah. I mean, a year and a half in and it, you know, especially in Canada, it, it's just not going back to normal. Right. Um, so, I mean, they've, t- they, that industry has continued to take huge hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, by God's grace, I was able to find one of our clients and get him into communication with my dad. And he actually bought the business from my dad that helped him retire before I left. He was able to retire before the whole COVID thing hit, you know? So I just think off that, but you know, and so for me, I was like, wow, you know, like it, that was a really good transition, even though I don't know what was next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Can I ask you something like, uh, I know I'm I'm loving hearing your story, but I want to go back to something you said about when you guys sensed there was a change coming um, and then taking the trip to Japan. And then you said, you know, not feeling peace about something. Of course, I know exactly what you're saying, because that's how I live my life. I could not live it any other way, but it would have been so easy. I mean, the, the, just looking at it logically, your path forward was taking over your dad's business or doing that same thing somewhere else, because that's what you knew. That would seem like the obvious path, but Tell me what that feels like when you said you didn't have peace about that for somebody who's, who just goes, who, somebody who wants to hear God's voice. And we're not talking about like a burning bush experience that that's never happened to me. I I've never heard an audible voice to me. It's always uh, just an inner knowing of certain things or a check in my spirit. I, I sense, I kind of liken it to a red light, green light situation where I feel a green light to move forward or a red light to not move forward. But I love hearing in other people's words, like, what does that feel like to you? And how do you, and this is a whole podcast episode on this topic, a whole series, mm. a whole course on this topic, but in just a few minutes, like how, how would you explain that to somebody who wants to hear God's voice better and have direction for their life? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, a few things are going to have to go into it. I mean, you're going to, it, it all comes down to the basic thing of trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not something that happens uh, overnight. We all right. know theologically that we should trust God. <laughs> right, know? right, right. But it's it's something that God is very interested in building into our life, yeah. you know, is, is that whole thing of trust. So um, are you ever going to get it 100%? No, no, you're not. But like I, I kind of alluded to earlier and mentioned a little bit is just to use your term, the grace place, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're familiar with that. And, and so when you feel that you're coming out of a place of grace in your life. Things are not necessarily hard, but you feel like you're kind of just going in your own strength. Mm -hmm. That could possibly be an indication that you're kind of, um, again, either disconnecting from the Lord in some way in your relationship or simply he's kind of started to veer this way. And you're because in your logical mind, you're saying, well, I should be continuing along this way. Right. Mm -hmm. So you begin to feel almost that friction. You know what I mean? Almost like an engine without the oil in it. You're beginning to feel that friction. Um, God could be beginning to stir up a little bit of uh, of frustration in you. Yes. You know, not in the sense of like an angry way, but just just in the sense of, why is this not working? We sometimes call it a divine discontent. You just, for some reason, I'm not happy here. I don't know why this just doesn't feel right anymore. That would be a good way to describe it. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, and it's funny because I, when I first reached out to you, I think one of my questions, I'm just, I'm just so frustrated. How do I know sometimes when something is mm. really opposition because I'm in God's that. will or, or when I'm just, 
when I'm just actually out getting a little bit outside of God's will. And that's why I'm facing opposition. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to yeah. is that level of peace in your life. Yeah. Um, are you sensing that peace with God, that peace in, in your calling? Yeah. And that's something we develop. And, and it's and the bedrock of that is always going to be trust, mm-hmm. growing in trust with God. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I would point anybody towards, just, just learning to trust, learning to lean, and then yeah. um, learning to discover what is when you're going in your own strength. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And you also just said that you guys were prayerful about the whole situation. I think it just, you may not hear overnight about something. If you guys are facing, I'm talking to the audience now, like facing a decision, you feel like there's a crossroads, mm-hmm. you're not sure which way to go. I mean, obviously you got to be praying about it. And there's a scripture in Isaiah that says, uh, whether you go to the right or the left, there'll be a voice behind your ear saying, this is the way walk in it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I feel like I say this a lot. I, I don't, I don't think God can direct a parked car. I think people mm-hmm. have to move. And I love that you took that trip to Japan because it was almost in my mind, it almost like a, um, I mean, your wife sensed the pull to do that and the Lord leading you that direction. But, um, you kind of had to go there probably right to, to it's almost like a fact find a, a discovery process. And it was like, you know, I, I liken it to my, when I was going to college and I, I was in Indiana and I had all these schools that I were, I was interested in. They all looked good on paper, but I had to set my foot on each campus. And when I mm-hmm, set foot mm-hmm. at Huntington university in Huntington, Indiana, I just knew there was just something about it. And it's like, you know, even in the dating process, there's some, you go out with a girl like she's nice, but there's just, that's just not it. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what, what it is. But then when I met my wife, like that's the one, <laughs> you know, it's just like an inner knowing that you yeah, guys yeah, said. Yeah. And like you said, when you were at church and you turned to your wife said, we need to need to move to Japan. You just knew. And that's a lot of times that's just the way it is. Like you just, you don't know how, you know, but just inside, you know, and that comes from being prayerful, seeking God's will saying, God, I want to fulfill your call on my life. And he'll lead you guys. He'll lead you. He'll, he'll, he'll put interest. Like you said, you had interest to look into small living. I knew mm-hmm. I, that was him. That wasn't just you coming up with that idea. Like, well, let's just look for small yeah. living. He was leading you and preparing you for this move. So yeah, cool. Yeah. It's such a huge confirmation because it's exactly the way it is for me, even with my wife and we're actually moving apartments. So it's kind of crazy you know, and all the Q4 and all the rest of it. And plus I'm moving oh. apartments. It's just, I don't know why my destiny so many boxes right now, but, <laughs> but it's true. Like even for us to look at apartments, like, yeah. as, and, and, and my wife was asking when she was looking for different jobs here. And I'm like, just go for it. If you're wondering, just go for it. You're going to know when you get there. Yeah. Just go have a conversation the time with somebody. Yeah. Go take that interview. Go You'll know. Yeah. And you yeah, know, when you go to an interview man. with that attitude, there's no pressure because you're also interviewing them. It's not like, oh, please yeah, give me a yeah. job, sir or madam. You know, it's just like you're you're going there to, and listening to the Lord as you're going through this interview. Does this feel right? Does this do I have peace on the inside or is there a big, huge red X on the inside of me yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I could talk about that forever because I get questions about pe- people asking me, how do I know God's will? It's like, man, just just pray and just be willing to hear from him, be willing to spend time, spend time in the word that helps out a lot too. Um, all right. So you were, you're in Japan, you're looking for opportunities. Um, how did you stumble upon, you were looking, you were looking oh, for ways to, online, to make money online. This, right. You can only imagine. And, and <laughs> I, it's so hard unless, unless some of your listeners have actually been in a similar p- position. So my kids go to school, my uh-huh. wife goes to work and I'm sitting here with a laptop. All right. Right. 
And I'm saying, what in the world can I do? I, I'm in this busy city. I'm crazy. So first, you know, I did try the English thing. I couldn't get anything going, you know, especially once COVID hit, it was just done. So I'm yeah. searching everything online. Um, I, I've tried so many things, Ryan. I tried affiliate marketing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I broke even, didn't really sure. work. Sure. I mean, and, and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Um, yeah. Probably the way I did it was probably not the greatest, but you know, again, I found the YouTube videos and I'm just scouring them mm. like crazy. I did eBay for a while. I was selling yeah. toys here um, via eBay and it was nuts. Okay. Like it was really crazy. Like they were selling, uh-huh. but I have to wrap each individual one and send it. Yep. And, and so every time my phone's like, you know, makes a little ching noise and then I got to run down to the oh. local store and buy it and then wrap it and send it. And we're shipping it, it to really the States. Great. Yeah. But then once COVID hit all the, the, you know, cheap shipping options were gone. Right. Cause mm. of the lack of commercial flights. So the yeah. only thing left was like the, you know, FedEx and UPS and you try sending a little package with that, you know, it's, it's really expensive. Right. So that was the end of that, 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 you know, <laughs> but that kind of gave me a taste. Cause I was like, I just listed something on eBay and it was like, ching, 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 ching. I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, I think they were Beyblades actually is what they were. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. If you know what those are. So, um, so I, I went back to the computer again. Um, uh, I took a course on trading. Uh, okay. I, I just got into absolutely everything. I started to research like what in the world can I do? Yeah. Um, and I was at church one day and, and a guy came, you know, I'm just like chatting with my wife after the service and mm-hmm. this like, massive guy there standing there just kind of staring at me uh-huh. i'm like dude what in the world and then after a while i'm like okay so i gotta go talk to this guy he's like still staring at me so i went to go talk to him and he introduced himself he's lived in japan maybe 20 years or so and he's bodybuilder um okay. professional bodybuilder and he does amazon full-time he's telling me about wow. amazon so i'm like really you do amazon full-time and it he's one of my good friends here now and it turns out he was a big seller i mean we're talking you know seven figure seller uh-huh. Um, multiple seven figure seller. And and I was like, wow, this is amazing. That's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. and so he's like, he started like, you know, texting me like videos of of you know people doing Amazon. He's like, I just felt like I need to talk to you in church. And I was like, uh-huh. okay. And then he's telling me about Amazon also. I'm like, okay, all yeah. right. So I'll start watching these videos. And I'm like, and I'm like looking at him and his store that which yes. is making so much, and like he's doing really, really good. Yeah. And I'm like, sweet i'm gonna be rich by the end of the week this is gonna be awesome (laughs) and and in the meantime i'm like i'm working with the church uh, started an evangelism team yeah Um, that's the first thing i did here so we started reaching out to the surrounding community we're in a very colorful community our church there Mm -hmm. in uh uh, the shinjuku area of tokyo very colorful so there's a lot of great opportunity for the gospel here and so i started working with that started doing what i can to support the pastor there um with the English service. And so I, yeah, and I was pretty dedicated to that for the first couple of years of being mm-hmm. here. Um, but then I'm also researching this, but I couldn't get anything going, Ryan. And, mm. and, and kind of my friend was just kind of getting frustrated. And he's like, just pick a product, you know, under a hundred, you know, you, yeah. you don't want anything in a thousand, you don't want 20,000, 10,000. No, no, no. Get something that's like a hundred, you know, rank, right. Yeah. Find that, find a supplier, send it in and make money. Come on. You know, <laughs> I was like, he's, he's like trying to help me out here. I'm like, why is this so hard for me? Right. <laughs> so uh, I just couldn't get anything rolling. And, um, you know, at the same time, I'm really still, like I said, I, I wasn't really bought in on any one method and I wasn't even fully bought in on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, I, I really, I've looked into drop shipping. I tried drop shipping. Uh, I tried so many different things. And then I met, uh, I met say another. Hi Lewis, say hi to Lewis. He's, hi. he's in Japan. Hey, hey say good night. Say hi to everybody on the, in, in the streams of income. Hi. <laughs> All right. Night, bud. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right. So where was I? Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, <laughs> so I tried absolutely everything. Um, I wasn't committed to any one, I guess, way of doing Amazon. And I think that was one of my biggest problems. So yeah. I was trying a little bit of everything and trying to see what would get any success. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I just, I wasn't, nothing was really getting any momentum. And I was just getting to this level of like just desperation, frustration, right? Just, just yeah. it was completely awful. Um, and I actually met somebody another American guy here who was a, he had been involved actually. I think he might've even been a coach for Jim Cochran at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so I met him here and he's like, Hey, look, you know, um, I, I kind of married this Japanese lady and now I'm living in Japan because I'm making my income online. Anyway. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we started yeah. talking and I, he started answering some questions for me too. Awesome. And so he's like, Hey, well, you know what, if you want to try this out, here's a list of companies in Hawaii. Japanese people love Hawaiian products. Why don't you try and we'll see if we can get something here. So I, you know, I did a lot of, you know, business to business sales when I was working with my dad. So I, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed calling businesses up, cold yeah. calls. I don't mind. It's fun. So I was calling all these companies and talking with them, met some really interesting folks. And yeah. um, we, one of the big coffee co-ops agreed to send us some of their coffee, macadamia nuts, all this stuff to Japan. So like, this is yeah. great. And it was at first. It was looking really good. Uh-huh. They sent us a bunch of samples. Everything looked good. And then they brought in sort of like a, I don't know. We, we, they brought in um, somebody that was supposed to help them with the importing. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, they already had all the you know licenses and everything to bring their food here. Mm-hmm. It was already tested. And they, and they had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. But they decided to bring this guy in. And so already we were like a little weary. And we're like, eh, I'm not sure this is going to help or hurt. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they brought in all the stuff to the country. They had it all. And he must have done something wrong with, you know, the duties or, or something at the mm-hmm. border. But they burned everything. That's what they said. They gave him a letter and he, and he gave the letter to us. And he said, we, you know, we, you, they just burned absolutely everything. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's what they say. I don't know. They're probably enjoying a nice cup of coffee and a <laughs> macadamia right now. But no, I don't know. They just, they just got rid of everything. And I said, what is going on here? So that didn't work at all. Wow, what else did I try? I've tried so many things here, almost everything online that I could think of. And I got fed up. And so I started to search for like Christians. I was like, it's only Christian like groups or something doing Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find much, but I did come across, um, you know, Jim's podcast at first. Mm -hmm. And, um, but oh, not before I bought an expensive course from somebody else, which is probably my number (laughs) one regret. Uh Uh-huh. It, it was just not a good course. It was not helpful. It was not, mm. uh, you know, it, it didn't work for me at all. It, it, you know, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the, uh, what do you call it? Private label. Yeah. It okay. was, it's the private label one, which I tried and broke okay. even. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't lose a ton of money and I have tons yeah. of stock, thankfully, but I, I just broke even, you know, when I yeah. basically, by the time I did all the, the marketing to get people to buy it, mm-hmm. um, that just ate up all the profit. And as soon as I turned off the advertising, people stopped buying. Mm. so it was just i just couldn't win when i turned the advertising back on there goes yeah. my profit if i turn it off people stop buying yeah so you know i even got good reviews and all the other things but it just didn't get any traction so i was like yeah. oh, forget it so i did try that that didn't work and then you know 
I ended up getting, I think it was a Black Friday sale. I got the the pack course for pretty cheap, started to uh-huh. dig into it, dig into the replans. Yeah. Um, but I just, right, here's a problem though. Like I have, you know, like kind of bank accounts and stuff in Canada. So it kind of makes it easier to do transactions. I can't read or write in Japan. How are you supposed to do product research? You know, because the whole <laughs> replants thing, you grab it off the shelf and you type it in, right? How are you kind supposed of hard to, to do that when you can't read the label? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. so wonderful. Okay. So I'm like, I, I know this works. How am I supposed to get this to work? So I'm like, but really, of course, everybody wants to make American dollars, right? So, yeah. And, um, you know, so I said, okay, I, I want to be able to set this up in the States too. So I was, I just couldn't com- figure out which method was going to work for me. So I was yeah. just really stuck. I was really frustrated. I was doing a little bit of everything and seeing no real results. Yeah. And I think that's where I reached out to you uh-huh. um, last, I guess, January. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe beginning of January, end of, end of December, I reached out to you in, in desperation mm-hmm. and, you know, and I said, here's my situation. I just said, I, I, I don't know if I should just quit this or not. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't even know why I'm still doing this. Mm. You know, I just I kind of felt like because there wasn't much else for me to do. So, um, and you know, really, I guess is a point of the story that I think maybe is the most important, probably for a lot of people, especially people that aren't maybe newer or maybe they're not as established yet, mm-hmm. is kind of what brought me to the turning point. How, yes. how did I turn the corner? Right? Yeah. Because a lot of people maybe haven't turned that corner yet, or maybe you're in a point in your business where you need to turn another corner. Mm-hmm. You've gotten to a certain level and need to get the next. Yes. Um, so what turned the corner for me where I actually started to get to the place of being profitable, um, was a few things. So first thing, and you know, I want to just show a ton, a ton of appreciation to you and just, just really thank you, Ryan, that you really did answer my email. I just sent you, I don't even remember what it said at this point, but we can go back and look. (laughs) (laughs) I keep all my emails, but but, you know, honestly, I think I did reach out to you and I remember you'd put out some, some content um you know last december that was really you know just overtly christian okay like you just said look like this is the way and Mm -hmm. and i just felt like after a year of watching so many youtube videos Mm -hmm. and just being sickened by a lot of what i saw um (laughs) just being tired of a lot of what i saw even if it wasn't totally like you know some of it's just really spammy some of it's downright wrong some of it's not so bad but you know you're getting everything and and after like a year of that i was just exhausted with it you know and you know, just hearing you get on there and bring like, and I believe you really do have like a pastoral voice in this space mm, and seeing mm. how much that is needed. Mm. Um, so I just felt like I had to reach out to you and say, look, just, just, you know, even as like, I would consider, I consider you like a pastor in this space. Somebody who's able to bring that guidance to people and mm. um, whatever you wrote back to me, really encouraged me, really helped me. And you really plugged me into the community, plugged me into the legends community. Um, and that's where I started to turn a corner where I said, God, if you open the doors, right, if you open this door, then, you're obviously encouraging me, mm. right? Mm. You're obviously bringing forth. So you're going to do something with this. Um, honey as well. You put me in touch with you. She was, you know, shout out to honey. She's great help. Yeah. Um, is she really one person? I don't know how she. Doing yeah, I don't know how she does it all. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, a superhero, you know, seriously, seriously. Like, <laughs> she is. You know, so, you know, she really helped me a lot just with some, some simpler questions. But one thing when, when I talked to you and um, when we got, when we got on a call together, what really helped me is I'm telling you about all this kind of stuff that I want to do, but you were kept asking me, what's your kind of like, what's your like tactical advantage? You know, what can you do that nobody else can do? What mm-hmm. position are you in? And you, you kind of kept forcing my mind into that 
into that mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what really turned the corner. So mm. not right away. I, at first, I was still kind of stuck in. No, I want to make money online in the states. Mm-hmm. So you know, I tried. I tried that for another probably three to four months. Okay. So the first, so for the first part um, of the year, this year, I, I I really tried that, and again, I mostly broke even. Now, some people are really good at it, and I did get some. I did get a little consultation from some of the best. Mm-hmm. You know, Joseph Biz. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, you did the. Just recently, you did the Bitcoin course. Yeah, with, with uh, um, Stephen Alsobrook. Yes, yeah. So I actually talked to him. I got to consult mm-hmm. with him because I wanted to know how did you not about his Amazon business. Yeah. And so I talked to some of the best, but I couldn't get it going. And here's where I realized again, we get back to the grace place. I could not sit and do OA at my computer strictly. Yeah. And, and kind of sort through that. It became torture for me. Yeah. And I was breaking even again, I was breaking even making me making a little bit, but nothing like I should. And I was breaking even yeah. and I was doing everything these guys were telling and me. And this is do. what, when, just so people understand what you're saying, you were, you were trying to do online arbitrage here in the U S buying it from a walmart.com somewhere here in the States, shipping it to a prep center, having the prep center prep it and send it to Amazon for you. Right. 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 And, and I actually do plan on getting back to that. I haven't completely let that go, but I need sure. to, I needed to build up my base first. Yeah. So, but the process of uh, sitting down, finding those opportunities was tedious and you're going to wanted to shoot. If yourself. you're going to ask a guy with ADD here, sit down on a computer. Don't worry. There's only, you know, several billion products to choose from several <laughs> million websites. Right. Don't worry about. Right. I almost lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I almost lost my mind. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I just wasn't getting a, a, as much traction as I, as I, you know, I'd hoped after mm-hmm. like three or four months of that. Yeah. But on the side, while I was doing that, I was still um, shipping out certain. Okay, I don't know how to explain the way I do Amazon. It's based on the replens model, but it's it's a really weird hybrid. Yeah. Um, but you know, before I kind of get into kind of the exact way that I kind of do Amazon, which is a little unique. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to explain again, turning that corner. So I said, okay, that's not my grace place. You know doing just a strict OA and, and store to store in the States. It just mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. And then I, you kind of brought me back to that thing and it kind of forced my mind. What can I do from here that maybe other people can't do? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back to what Ryan said on that. And a couple other things shifted too. Um, I started, I changed the way I looked at the way I did Amazon. Mm-hmm. So the way I see the, myself doing Amazon is I kind of had to separate myself from it. And I said, look, I have one client and that's Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I look at Amazon for me now as I'm investing in Amazon's warehouses. So I see it more as investing as I do than like an e-commerce business where, you know, I have a brand, I have a product, I market it. Mm -hmm. Um, So digital marketing is more like that's, you know, I would say that's almost more the bread and butter of an e-commerce business, maybe even more so than the product itself, right? Is building yeah. that audience so that you can, you know, give a product that's useful to said audience. Mm-hmm. So, but I said, well, I, I don't have my own product. So really I'm investing, right? So then I kind of separate myself and say, look, okay, I'm going to look at this the same way you would look at an investment, right? And getting a return, looking at how it's, you know, a, you know, just looking at a product. Okay. How is this performed? Looking at the Keepa charts historically, yes. what is it likely to do? If yes. I can get a this rate, can I sell that? And that changed everything for me, right? 
instead of looking at like, you know, Amazon as a hindrance between me and my customer, I said, look, I don't have a customer. I don't have a single customer except for Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is my one and only customer. Okay. So I'm going to play their game. I'm going to work their system and I'm going to invest in their shelves. Mm. Right. And so once I started to do that, it kind of, I, I just felt it freed me up. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Um, it just felt like it really freed me up. And then the encouragement, the help that I've got from you and from the legends yeah. community, um, you know, those two things were really, really big. And then the third one was kind of more internal and personal is I said, okay, God, for this season right now, I don't know how long it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. some, I don't know if anybody else out there, they're like, I am done with Amazon at the end of this month. I've done that so many times. And right. now I'm already I'm like, okay, at the end of the year, I'm going to reevaluate again. But, yes. you know, but I said, but for right now, I said, God, it, it, God spoke to me out of scripture, you know, whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm just serving Christ, from him, you will receive a reward. So I said, okay, look, I'm going to do this if I don't make a single penny. Mm. I'm going to, I am going to do this if I, if, if it doesn't make any money at all, because a man should work and I'm going to work at this. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to invest in this and I'm, I'm just going to do this. And, and so those three things really turn the corner. Mm. Even if it doesn't make money, I'm going to do it because I yeah. need to do something. When did that, I, when, I can't just sit here. When was that? So three months or so after you, we talked was the turning point. You think June was <sighs> June. I mean, you can look at my, some uh-huh. of my, like, cause I actually used three different marketplaces, but if you look at the account, it's like uh-huh. flat, 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 June. Wow. So when I really focused in on that, I mean, you can see it right there, right? So it was yeah. probably right up till May. And then May is when I really got fed up. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm slower than some folks. They would have been smart enough to get fed up sooner. But yeah, uh, I said, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to do what I can do. Yeah. And so I started to change up and just really focus on like what you said. Um, okay, wh- wh- what do you kind of uniquely do that gives you some mm-hmm. kind of an advantage? And so I started to really focus in on that and you know, I went from, you know, $48,000 store a month to now consistently, you know, 24, 25. That's awesome. But oh it's a bit hard. Like, look, I'm in a, about a 600 square foot apartment on the fifth floor with no elevator, no car. All right. <laughs> with, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got five people in this apartment. Yeah, right. right. So, I, you know, I got my whole family in here. Um, it's like yesterday was shipping day. It's nuts. It's so hard to walk through the house. Right. Oh my God. Um, so tell me about like your business. Really are you crazy. buying stuff there in Japan and shipping it here? Is it, are these, was it merchant fulfilled or are you shipping it no, to Amazon's no. warehouse? Okay. So I, like I said, I'm a bit of a, like a little bit of a hybrid. So I yeah. do a few things. So not, not everything I pack and ship myself still. Um, I also have a friend in Canada that, you know, God just kind of reconnected us yeah. and, you know, he's really interested. So now we're kind of working together in, okay. in Canada. And so he's getting into prepping and, and doing that stuff. So that's awesome. So I got that going. Okay. Um, I do a lot of Amazon, Amazon flips. Okay. That's one thing I do. Now yeah. everything is based on replenishable. So everything yeah. I do is replenishable. You know, that I try to anyways. I mean, of course, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you just yeah. move on from that listing. Yeah. But th- that is the goal. Um, so I do Amazon, Amazon flips between marketplaces, Canada, US, and Japan. Because and I spent- You might buy something off of Amazon Japan and ship it. Do you send it into FBA in US or for Merchant Fulfilled? Yeah, anything, any of the above. Wow. Any of the above. Why? Because I spent a year, I couldn't figure out which uh, marketplace to sell in. 
So I was constantly comparing the three marketplaces. And if you do that for, you know, six months to a year, you're going to notice something. You find right? arbitrage opportunities. That's brilliant. Yeah, but I kind of had pushed those away, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of pushed those away. And then another thing was that, like, the big thing that I do is some products that are only merchant fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I'll look for products that are only merchant fulfilled. Um, and I'll try to be the one FBA guy on it. Yeah. And again, it changed my method from, okay, um, it's just numbers. And I, I think that's what Jimmy's course is so good at. It gets yeah. you to only think about the numbers. Whereas yeah. I was like, you know, like my friend here who's, who will sell, you know, he, he'll get a product that, you know, it's like a hundred BSR, but so he can send in, you know, thousands of them, one yeah. product. Um, whereas with me, you know, I have anywhere between 150 and 200 products yeah. listed to get me to, you know, both, you know, 25,000 sure. gross sales a month. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more products. Like he was shocked when I told him, he's like, you have that many listed at one time. Like, yeah, it might sell once or twice a month. Yeah. Right. And so I also go for higher. Um, I don't like low cost items. So yeah. I like high cost items. Okay. So it, it's just a comfort thing. Some people are not comfortable yeah. with high cost. I'm not comfortable sure. with low cost. Yeah. Uh, because it, it depends on what you, who you are and where you are. Like if you have, if I had my family back in a big North American house with two cars and a huge garage, uh-huh. sure. Give me all the small stuff. Give me, give me everything. Sure. I'll spend, I'll fill my garage and spend all my time. You know, there's no problem. I'll hire the neighbors, right. but you know, it's a whole lot easier for me in this little apartment to do one expensive thing. Right. Uh-huh. And, and send that out than it would be for somebody else. So, I mean, right. that's the beauty of Amazon too, is you can tweak it, right? So I start yeah. to find, okay, what really expensive things I do, collector's items, yeah. things that are going out of stock, you know? Um, so again, Amazon to Amazon flips, uh, countries to countries, that's kind of the biggest thing that I focus on, dead uh-huh. listings. Uh-huh. So listings where, you know, again, you look at Keepa right now, the price is, you know, let's say it's 80 bucks and you're like, nobody's buying it. So most people just move on. But I, you know, you know, let that keep a graph go back a year, maybe even lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, and check. You're like, no, well, this sold for, you know, 40 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, six months ago. It's not so bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can get it for 20 bucks, you know, it's just okay. Right. You're going to get your, you're going to get your margin on that. So yeah. I, I like to find those ones too, where you're going to kind of resurrect a list and you're going to put your product in, you're going to lower the price to a place where you're still profitable, but people are going to buy it. Um, and so, what I started to do Ryan, on some of those is I started to kind of, and this is maybe a little unique because I started to look at the big drop shipping sellers on Amazon. Uh-huh. So there's some really big drop shippers on Amazon. Um, if you spend any time sourcing, you're going to notice the same guys on multiple listings mm-hmm. um, at really high prices. And you're going to be like, who are these guys? And then you go on their website and they got like 20,000 listings wow. at really high prices, right? So that's yeah. what, well, there's different ways to, to drop ship, but that's, yeah. that's one model. So basically there's massive sellers. So, and okay. So people understand basically what they're doing is they're buying off, I don't know, Walmart, wherever else they're buying it. And, yeah. and when a customer makes a merchant fulfilled order, they will then send it in from, mm-hmm. you know, they'll put the order in on, on the Walmart and have it sent to them. Yeah. Um, very risky, not recommended by this community, but, um, so I, I, I don't do it either. However, when you really take the time to kind of mine through some of their sites, what I found was there are some actually good listings in there that I could do fulfilled by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I found, 
I kind of looked at some of those um, drop shipping sites, mm-hmm. found some, you know, uh, not sites, but their um, seller pages, mm-hmm. found some of those more expensive items, mm-hmm. sell maybe once or twice a month, sometimes even less, but at really good, you know, really good margins. And then I would be the only FBA, FBA, yes. uh, FBA guy in there. So yeah. that was another thing I did um, that was kind of, a little more unusually unusual yeah. also um faster selling the, you can find some really fast selling asins uh-huh um with really low BSR and you're like well i can't make any money on that but again if you look back on the keepa sometimes i look and i'm like every three months they go out of stock mm. amazon will go out of stock somebody goes out of, sometimes i'll just throw my inventory in there right and, and just leave it and put it at a really high price and as soon as amazon or whoever the main seller goes out of stock boom, my that's awesome yeah right so um, and, and, and again, coming back to like kind of the Jimmy Smith replans thing, it's, it's all about the numbers. So, you know, if, if it's just about having enough of those, yeah, one or two sales a month is not exciting at all, of course, right. Right. but it, it's just about that compounded effect when you have enough yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. So it's just really big. It's just diversifying. Yes. Um, so I'm just really, I'm just trying to look for those kind of openings in the market, wherever I can find them. And I think that's what kind of, uh, I guess that's kind of what made the way I do Amazon a little unique again, yeah. just because of my situation, which is what you were pressing when you were really, you know, consulting me, you're really pressing. What makes your situation unique? I'm like, well, my situation unique is it's really hard for me to just go to the store and source products locally. It just is. Yeah. Um, I do sell in Japan, but I mostly sell products from overseas in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do sell in Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ryan, it's crazy. Do you know, it's pretty much free to send it FBA here. Really? Japan. Oh my it's gosh. nuts. Yeah. They just changed uh, from the, you know, the local like kind of post office here, Japan uh-huh. Post uh-huh. to another company and up to a certain amount. It's actually free. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and, and it's super fast. I've literally sent in packages in the morning uh-huh. and within 24 hours, like at night, like they're already listed on Amazon. Wow. Japan. It's nuts. So they're incredibly efficient here. So <laughs> that's the beauty of it. That's um, a unique so- advantage. <laughs> Yeah. So basically it's just moving things around, just paying attention, the Canada marketplace, the U S marketplace, the Japan marketplace. Um, and just, I, you know, I have ordered stuff from like the UK and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't sold anything there yet, but I guess just that kind of uniqueness of just spending that time comparing the three marketplaces and, and how to uh, and kind of how to leverage that. That's incredible. Give me an example. So you said most of this is all replens that you're doing that with. Yeah, so it should be something that you're able to do repeatedly. Yeah, so give right? me an example with, don't, without telling me the product. Give me an example of like one of your um, what your normal margins are on some of those things that you're having, like sending from Japan to America, or Japan to Canada, or, or anywhere around there. Yeah, so I had again. That's what makes me unique is because I have to pay for. You're going to pay for duties, yep. which can be tricky. You're going to pay for international shipping. So because of the amount I ship now, I was able to get you know, a good rate with one of the big carriers, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so basically with that is I have to add that, but it's, it, it, I've gotten my price down to pretty reasonable, but it's still, I mean, it could be like two, $3 per product for shipping. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're talking about all the, you know, international shipping, even when you pack a box, right. Right. Um, so again, that's another reason why I want that higher priced yeah. item. Right. Cause you know, yeah. you take two, $3 off, you know, $15 product, there's not a whole lot left. Right. Yeah. So it should be, it should be something a little more. Um, so really I'm shooting for, 
yeah, I mean, it should be, I mean, it's, it's so vast, right? There's some yeah. products that I'll make 20% on and I'm happy. Yeah. Right. It depends on how much capital you have. Yeah. Right. Like if, if you have access to a certain amount of capital, then 20% is just fine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's awesome. Um, but there are other products where I'm getting hundred mm. percent, you know, you know, I buy it oh. for 20, I sell it for, you know, 40 net. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's, that's in the net margin. So it's, it's really a, a pretty broad spectrum. And I think for now I'm, I'm almost having to turn another corner now where I'm running out of space and product. Um, so I'm working with my friend in Canada who has, you know, big old Canadian house. Yeah. And so he's able to put all the stuff in there and we're able to, we're going to be able to utilize that space more. And then, mm. um, I'm, and then I'm going to be able to go after lower and lower margin um, mm-hmm. items. So, yeah, that's really what it comes down to is just really more expensive items with a, with a higher margin. Or like I said, if, if you have the capital that you can put into it, then really you can, you can go for those lower margins. You just think like, yeah. okay, if I want to spend 40 bucks on this, I'm okay with making 10. Is mm-hmm. that okay? Yeah. Um, why wouldn't it be right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> depending, unless you don't have the money to keep putting in, then you need those, sure. those higher things. But in my experience, just keeping things rolling is the most important yeah. thing. What do you feel like you need to do to grow? Are you, how much are, how much more are you wanting to grow and what do you need to do <sighs> to make that happen? One thing I learned with my dad is that growth is absolutely important in business. Um, you know, I won't get into the whole story and all the kind of things that go into it, but that was one of the big lessons I learned. Um, you know, and so I always want to grow. I always have, you know, you always need to be moving towards that, you know, uh-huh. so you don't, you know, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm at this place where I'm like, it's hard for me to get over, you know, where I'm at. Like my first goal coming into this year, I was just looking over my, you know, my goals for the year. Uh-huh. One of my goals here is I want to pay for my housing with Amazon. Uh, now, actually, I found cheaper housing with my wife. So we're moving into a cheaper apartment. That's big for us. Just personal finances and other podcasts, sure. just how to live cheaper and, and, and save and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and contentment and all the rest of it. But really, for me, I do want to grow, but I'm realizing unless I either rent space here, um, it's, it's just not going to happen. Like I'm so limited, right? With, um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, Ryan. I think I put a picture up on legends and I was just soaked head to yes. toe, bringing my, you know, I got completely soaked that day. I was bringing my, you know, FBA box to the, you know, you know, a couple of miles away to the, to the post office to uh-huh. get it sent in and just getting soaked on my bike. And it's just nuts. So there's only so much of that, you know, I can take. Right. So, <laughs> right. so I'm pretty limited. And then of course, time wise, I got my kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all the rest of it. There's just, so, you know, just time and energy that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I, th- my pinch really right now is getting my accounting down. It's mm-hmm. so complicated. I'm working in so many different marketplaces, different right. currencies. Right. How do you, how do you factor in all the different currencies and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really tough. So that, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's something I want to nail down more. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, and then, and then of course I can continue to grow from there, but it's, it's going to have to use more. It's going to have to involve probably prep centers, things yeah. like that. Prep yeah, centers here just, in the U S uh, or even in Japan. Yeah. I don't know of any prep centers here. I mean, uh-huh. I don't really have a good beat on the, on the kind of Amazon seller culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I found it very kind of like aggressive as far as bringing the price down. Even if you think, Oh, America's, you know, pretty aggressive in Canada well, mm-hmm. here. I found is much more so where people okay. just bring the price down. And so it's, uh-huh. it's very competitive in that way. 
Um, but as far as like, you know, any kind of services for Amazon sellers, I don't know how much they exist mm. to be quite honest. If they do exist, um, it's mm. not so easy for me to research. Sure. Yeah. Especially if you don't in the language, like what do you call a prep center in Japanese? <laughs> I don't know. Your wife would know, but it may not be the exact right word. Right. Oh man. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm super proud of what you've done. I mean, it's just amazing to see this. And I knew when you posted something on Ledger, like, I got to get him on the podcast to talk about this because so many people need to figure out how to turn that corner. And I'm glad you figured it out. But also, it's really neat to see how God's placed people across your path to encourage you to move forward. I found that in my journey, too. If I'm like, God, am I, I'm on the, am I on the right path? Um, am I supposed to be doing this or that? he'll bring in little clues or just somebody that says something or you'll read something or just you, a, a verse of the Bible jumps off the page. Like, wow, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I need right now. Okay. God, you want me to keep moving this direction and he'll leave little, little crumbs along the way to help you get to where he wants you to go. And he did that for you, like in the, with your, your bodybuilder friend. Uh, and then, you know, reaching out to me and uh, just our, our relationship and honey and all that. So that's so cool. Yeah, no, and I, I just really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate the light that you're bringing to this space. It's it's really, really needed. And uh, yeah, I, I think kind of at the end of it, maybe, you know, some of the ways I explained my story and the way I did things was maybe a little confusing or a little scattered. But I mean, the one thing maybe people can take away from it is, it, you know, the way you do your business doesn't have to look like everybody else's. Right. It doesn't have to. It can be a little creative and be a little unique. Um, there's some pretty interesting stories, even within the group. There's some, you know, yeah. there's a, you know, there, there's a couple people out there that are even making their own product and stuff. Mm-hmm. This stuff is unique. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some different opportunities. I mean, bundlings, I mean, you got to have some creativity for that. Right. You know, um, I mean, bundling scares me, but other people, they're like, well, yay, bundling, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it depends on your personality. And that's exactly. kind of the beauty of it. Right. So. Uh- Awesome. Well, appreciate you being on. Let me know when you come, want to come back. If you have some updates, um, I think uh, even we could even go deeper into some of the strategies that you're using. We talked about it today from a high level, but there's probably a course in there. There's, I mean, just how to how to pivot, how to do this from overseas when you you don't know the language. Uh, you kind of just found your own way and are making it work. So that is awesome. I love it. Any last words of advice? Well, you know, again, I want to thank you and uh, just appreciate you. And, and yeah, again, to a lot of people out there, you know, it, it, it really can be a lonely road. Yeah. You know, especially if you kind of end up there. I mean, there's a lot of isolation for me. That was really tough. Reaching out mm-hmm. to you, um, having my friend back in Canada, being in touch with him again, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of showing him the stuff I learned, you know, just going through the stores with him mm-hmm. back home, teaching him how to find um, replens. Uh, it's just been such a blessing. Again, it's a, finding a way to get community, mm-hmm. um, whatever that looks like for you, yes. you know, and find a way to get the community. Don't be afraid to be a little kind of unique in the way you do things. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said before, just come back to trust. Trust is such a big right. thing. Trust is such a great, um, I mean, man, that, that is worship. So it is. If we, if we can grow in trust, then we did something good. That's right. Good word. Good way to end it. Lewis, thank you so much for being on. We'll see you next time. Hopefully have you back on. All right, Ryan. It was a pleasure. All right, thanks. Pleasure. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.